Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, this is episode 49, and a few episodes back, we did a episode about how to fight back according to Reddit, and basically kind of taking some Reddit questions, and I think you had some more for today's episode, right? Yeah, it just so happened, I guess like the algorithms were working this way, where a bunch of fight-related content was coming up on my Reddit feed, but it was in all different subreddits so there was one in the bjj subreddit there was one in the relationship advice subreddit like but it was like all combat related like parenting so i thought it was uh it was interesting and i wanted to discuss one of them and so there's a subreddit called aita which stands for am i the asshole Mm. and people will generally put a scenario out there that they were involved in maybe it'll be like oh i didn't tip this person because of this or i said this to this person they got upset at me am i the asshole Mm -hmm. and so somebody did that on the bjj subreddit okay wait so are you are you a frequent person in the subreddit like i used to be but i haven't gone in a while okay but my question was gonna be are most of the posts the person the asshole no most of the posts are you can see that they're biased and so okay. like they're trying to make it like they're not the asshole you know because right. subconsciously like they don't want to be the asshole i think most people yeah especially if they're going on the internet to ask if they were an asshole like if they didn't care they just wouldn't care yeah okay right so i <laughs> if i had to assume i would guess like at least 60 percent of the people probably were the asshole this is so funny because like, I don't think I would ever, this is just personal, but I don't think I would ever post that. Like if I think I'm the asshole, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I guess I don't have problems with being an asshole. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Or you're forthright. Like you're like, whatever. I did this for this reason. But yeah, I think there's, I, I think there's like situations that arise where there are gray areas. Okay. Right. And so maybe for these people that have a good conscience, they want to know, fuck, did I fuck up? But like I said, this is different because in that subreddit, I feel like, yeah, there is more bias, but this was in the BJJ subreddit and I never normally see that. And so I was like, all right, this is like worlds colliding, like George Costanza says, you know, like, <laughs> so let me read this and then you could tell me what you think. And then I'll also tell you what other people in the comments said. Awesome. And let's see. Okay. Let's see if you are like the crowd. Okay. So am I the asshole? I broke an arm. So I, was, so I was rolling with this novice guy whom I rolled with before. We are rolling and I get an arm bar from Mount. I fall back slowly on the arm bar and start applying pressure. He stands up and I have a double out arm bar. Mm-hmm. I apply progressive pressure and his arm breaks. The whole sequence takes about five to seven seconds. In retrospect, I think it's easy to say, I just should have let go of the submission. In my defense, this isn't like I snapped an arm bar and went full ADCC. This guy had several seconds and every opportunity to tap. And in my opinion, he just wanted to be a warrior. Moreover, this is the first time he decided to be a warrior as he had knowledgeably tapped before. The truth is, I'm a little fucking annoyed now because somebody else was like, oh, got to watch out. This guy might be dangerous to me. And obviously, I don't want that rep. I'm now kind of mad this guy made me let me break his fucking arm. Am I the asshole? Ooh, this is good. Okay, so there's a lot of things that I would need answered to really determine this. Okay, but from the initial statement, where are you leading? Because he had some edits. You're the asshole. (laughs) Okay. But if he's saying there was five to seven seconds and the guy even made like a transition, like he understood where he was and you knew he understood the danger he was in, then it is that person's fault because they can tap. They had ample opportunity to tap. You didn't snap. You know, like you consistently applied pressure and then it broke. 
Mm-hmm. It wasn't like one swift movement like you went for the quick break. It's not a Fujiwara armbar. He's talking about an armbar from what sounds like, you know, it was the mount. Yeah, it, it sounded like there was ample opportunity to tap. But did the other person in class, I was like, oh, I don't want to get hurt by this guy. Was that in jest or was that serious? That's what I'm really curious to find out. I'm sure it was a little bit of both. Okay. Where it was like, I, the way I took it, or at least the way I tried to read it was like, I'm busting your chops. Right. But there's a little truth behind my humor. So the other thing is, how did the person whose arm got broken take it? Right, because ultimately, he's the one who got hurt. If he doesn't think you're an asshole, then you're not an asshole. If he thinks you're an asshole, he may have something, but I actually think this guy's fine. So a lot of people in the thread actually told him he was an asshole. Okay. They were like, they were like you were saying that this guy was a warrior for not tapping, but why were you a warrior that needed to break his arm? Like... There was like a lot of people that were like purple belts or higher because they have like the little flares, you know, where you say mm-hmm. where you are. They're like, they were like, you started off by saying this guy's a novice. So even if he may have been somewhat knowledgeable, he's still a novice and you yeah. needed to break his arm. Just don't break his arm. Like, who cares? If he's stupid enough to not tap, why are you stupid enough to break his arm? Was their reasoning like that was the majority of the reasoning defending that he was an asshole? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Everyone feels pain. Like the armbar comes with pain. It's not like you're fighting through pain before it breaks. So I don't know on this one. Like the point of the game, like we are playing a match and the point of the match is to submit the guy. He's not submitting. It's like you're, you're, you're playing the game. I don't know. It's a weird thing. It, it, to me, it's almost like when people like scoring unnecessary touchdowns. No, I think that is necessary. But again, maybe I'm an asshole in that regard. But see, then it also becomes discussion. That's a game. This is practice. I, I treat it kind of like a game, though. That, but should we? So I'm saying, like, if it's competition, people don't care if something breaks. But they're like, yo, this is your training partner. And yeah, if he's too stupid to tap, you should teach him. Like, some people were like, look, I've let go of subs that I knew I had. And people have been like, why'd you let go of that? I didn't tap. And they were like, I didn't want to break your arm. Yes. And like, you should okay, just say so that. There are some subs you feel that, but everyone has varying levels of flexibility too. Like you kind of have to have rolled with a person to understand like what level, not only of experience they have, but also like their level of flexibility. You can get a read on that. Sometimes it's subconscious, but like there's a lot of guys that I know like they're way more flexible. I'm like, oh, they're going to take a little longer. And other guys that I know are super stiff where I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do anything too serious with them because they'll, they'll probably break. Well, he also mentions he's a novice, like a two-stripe white belt or something. So, like, it's not like you're going up against the purple belt or even, like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, even at white belt, so, like, what is novice? Is novice a two-stripe white? I don't know. That's what I mean. But you still don't know. Like, you think you know, but you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. And you being more knowledgeable than that person... So I've been on both sides of that equation where I haven't had my arm broken, but I've been hurt and I've given the hurt. And I'd say I've actually given the hurt more than I've received the hurt. But I also think it's because I tap when it's right. But there's been times where like guys haven't tapped, especially on toe holds. I've had two toe holds that have gone all the way because toe holds are just like you run out of space and you're like, all right. And then all of a sudden it just like snaps. Because that was another thing people wrote in the comments, too, where they were like, yo, I don't know if I have the hold. And so I'm progressively going through it to see if I actually have the hold. Right. Because I may not even have the hold. Yeah. I thought it was just a very difficult question. It is. If he he went after it quick, then he's clearly the asshole. But then people are like, you know, you might not have been the asshole, but the way you ended it by saying that you were mad at him for letting you break his arm. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that, they're like, that, it, like, yeah. th- they're like, that leads me to believe, and also in the comment section, like he kept defending himself. Yeah. And they were like, that leads me to believe you were the asshole right. and that you're not like fully doing it because you started with he's a novice and you ended with I'm pissed at him for letting me break his arm. Yeah, that's crazy. Like the only thing you should be really thinking about is how he's doing. Exactly. Right. So maybe that's like the detective work behind it. But like, yeah, yeah, that makes me think 
because my initial thought was when I first read it, so I don't know, this could be another thing. Maybe the comments swayed me, but when I initially read it, I was like, well, if you waited five to seven seconds, in the end, it is on him to tap. Right. But if you are the elder statesman, do you really need that pride of getting that tap? Like, whatever. You didn't oh, get yeah, it. No. You got it. Like, just let go. Whatever. Yeah. It is on both of you, but the way he yeah. ended it made me kind of think and listening to some of the older folks. I was like, all right, I could, I lean that way, maybe that he was slightly the asshole, but I could see myself being the asshole in that same situation. And I would, but I would feel guilty afterwards. Yeah, me too. I, I have. There was a time not that long ago where we were doing cat dogs. It's a wrestling move. I think it's called cat dogs. Yeah, you start in like this weird, you're both starting in turtle next to each other and you both have each other like i have my arm around his back we're side by side but we're facing opposite ways in turtle position we're okay. and you have one your arm over their back and they have their arm over your back and you just start from there and you just go you wrestle who, who gets a takedown wins and you just reset so there was a time rather recently where we were doing this and i disrupt my opponent's base my opponent puts his hand on the floor he dislocates his shoulder right then and there just boom and you're like, oh, that's a freak thing. But I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, I, I did that. You know, like I forced him to put his hand there. Like, like I hurt his shoulder and I felt immensely bad for it. And then the next day we were doing like a sumo to warm up, you know, just push some the other guy out of the square or whatever. And in doing that, the guy I'm versing like hits his toe in a weird spot. Like, I don't know, whatever it is, he like hurt his toe versus me. And then someone else is like, dang, you're hurting everyone lately. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, am I the asshole now? I'm like, what? Like these to me, these are like freak things. But then you're like, all right, two things in two days. That is crazy. Maybe am I going in too intense on this? Yeah, I, it's weird. Yeah, you, you are the asshole, Artur. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I am the asshole. I was like that in Latchkey because I remember when I was in Latchkey and I was like in fourth and fifth grade, like mm -hmm. sometimes when we would play like dodgeball or field hockey or soccer, like I would I want to win. So like if there's a second grader there, or third grader, or first grader, like I'll fucking run them over. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm trying to score. Right. And then sometimes they would cry. And then like, I remember the teacher would be like, you can't do that. Like, play. and I'm like, yo, we're just playing. Like, I want to, like, you know, like I want to win. Yeah. So I don't know, like you have to judge intensity. And you said you look at practice a little bit as like competition. Well, here's the thing. But like, there are some people. Practice. Sparring is not competition. But you're there to win. Yeah. But are you yeah, but is that even maybe a good way of looking at it? Like to win, or is it just know. to get better? Or because I definitely I think care more than others, but I don't know if that's like a right thing. But it's also maybe because I don't do competitions where if I did competitions, maybe I wouldn't care as much about like the pride of doing well in practice. You know what I mean? Could you argue it's in the eye of the beholder? It's what they place their own values in. Or no, because you are doing it to somebody else. Yeah. Your, like, so your values should align. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because if, like, if yeah. someone's way more intense than the other, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, then it might not be fair. You know, and somebody could get hurt in the game. I've never really felt someone go to an intensity that I didn't feel comfortable with. But if I ever felt like, I guess it may be like early on in the early days, like if I was supremely like, outclassed i would just dead fish what do you mean by that just like let them i would just go you? more and more limp so that they would calm down oh okay yeah you know what i mean because the more you're fighting them the more they keep upping it so if you ever want to calm down intensity like you can do it and if they don't it's not like they feel good about beating like a dead fish. you know what i mean yeah yeah oh that's a good way that's a good tactic Actually, yeah, you like can just it. completely dead fish. And they're like, yo, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to calm down a little bit. Like, I'll say I'm trying to calm down. But meanwhile, I just want them to calm down. Yeah. And even calm is relative. So yeah, I give, I give out my students uh, extra credit if they come to jujitsu, like for my college class. So I'm like, yo, if you come to jujitsu or fight me, then I'll give you extra credit. And so this time one kid did. So shout out to Israel. I think he's listening. Hell yeah, dude. And yeah, we were rolling and I feel I and afterwards we had like a little boxing session and how'd that come to be? Cause he does more boxing and I do oh, more okay. jujitsu. So I did a little bit better than him in jujitsu, but 
Yeah, he never took a jujitsu class, but he was like squirmy and fast. Like I couldn't really tap him. Like I think once, like I was like, nice. fuck. I was like, you should keep doing this. He's 21. He's strong. But he had a lot of jujitsu boxing experience. So we boxed a little at the end, just like sparring. Yeah. And I felt like he was going hard. But, uh-huh. but then when I watched the video afterwards, I was like, oh, we weren't going that hard. <laughs> like, but I felt like, yeah, because I hadn't boxed in a long time. Mm-hmm. And so that also kind of changes my perspective because sometimes, yeah, people are doing stuff and it might feel like, oh, this is intense. But that also just might be your own head. You know, like maybe you're feeling something weird that day or maybe you haven't been in a couple of weeks. And yep. I don't know, because I was like certain that he was like kind of trying not. I don't know. When you spar, how hard should you go? Like 50 percent? What's like the percentage? Not on that. I know. Uh, but like if you had a start, like if you're starting like a little starting like yeah, a friendly 50%. spar. 50, right? Or something like yeah. that. Some 40 to 60% range to really get some practice. Yeah, and I think most of the time, you, like as you get better, you're, you're staying in that 80 to 90% range. Oh, really? You would go that high, 80 to 90%? Yeah, with good experience. Okay, with good experience. Also, so in my head, also I- not each time. Like, in, like you're once a week big sparring or whatever. You know what I mean? Okay, sure. All right. So in this session, I thought he was like going like 85 not like a hundred, like he was trying to take my head off, but I was like, oh, yeah, we can bring it down to some intent. But, yeah. but when I watched the video, then I was like, oh no, we probably were like around 60, you know? Yeah. So with this guy and him going progressive, at like five to seven seconds, like to bring it back to the jujitsu dude. And who knows what the other guy was thinking? Like, it's just such a difficult question. But I think that's why this, this lady, Caroline, she was like a purple belt when I was training and somebody had me in like a Kimura. Uh-huh. Or Americana. So it was far back, my arm. Okay. But I wasn't tapping. And I also didn't feel pain because I guess maybe I'm flexible there a little bit. Okay. And we were there for like 45 seconds or something. And I was like, fight. I was like fighting it though. I don't know, a long time. Okay. She goes, Oh, no, you should have just tapped. We're rolling for five minutes. You spent 25% of your time not doing jujitsu, just defending yourself from a bad position you know what i mean you shouldn't have gotten it like so the counter argument was that is also jujitsu i know but i i like her point as i think like a younger as a younger belt if i was older then yeah you know if i had a lot more experience then i want to start working on that deeper shit sure but like where she was saying like i was like you know what you're right like i should just be like i'll take the l because i'm already in a bad position and i shouldn't been in that bad position and it was already just like a flexibility thing the next part is me getting hurt. Right. Yeah. If, you, if you're making attempts to get out and have no means of getting out, then yeah, tap. I, exactly. exactly. There was, there's even been times where it's been a while, but uh, there's been times where I've been putting like a crucifix and there's no submission coming, but I have no way out. And after 20, 30 seconds, I can't get out of position. I know they're not going to advance and make a mistake. You just tap. I'm like, all right. Yeah. You me. Like I've, you've pinned me immobile exactly so you move on and then you practice again you make sure you don't get into that position and well yeah i usually ask them how they entered that position how they were able to keep that position what were they thinking about it and then if i feel like i'm at a loss then i'm like all right can you try to enter that position again just to see if i can prevent it yeah that's real kung fu hustle shit exactly like i think that's where like the humility comes in and yeah i think it goes both ways so that guy should have tapped but it's also like, I know there's been times where I'm like, I don't want to tap. And I, yeah. I was dumb. Yeah. You know, like at that point, it's just a flexibility thing. There's no more jujitsu when my hand is like behind my neck. And, you know, like it's. Yeah. I mean, there's some times where like people have gone for stuff on me. And even though it feels like a tight lock, the leverage isn't there for the submission. So it's one of those things where it's like, maybe you can't get out, but you also know that you're in no danger. Yeah. Those are those weird grounds where like experience like lets me know that. And so it's one of those things where it's like you have to kind of like wait because like that guy is waiting on you to make a mistake to really like lock down the sub or like maybe like a triangle with your arms are like trapped or something. It's like, all right, I know I'm not going to get choked. I've got good posture, but I also can't like stand up because he's got like my leg or whatever it is. Like there's like pieces to it where like you most you you could both be at a standstill waiting for the other person to make the move. And then it becomes an ego thing where it's like, all right, well, who's going to get out of this position? Yeah. I mean, like, is the onus on the guy defending 
to like try to throw something else out there that's like bait just to get out of that move? Or is the onus on the guy attacking? It's like, all right, we're not going anywhere. And since I'm on offense, I should change. Where's the onus on the more experienced person? Well, yeah, like, maybe right, that. This, this yeah. is what I'm going to. All right, I'm, I know I could finish you in my heart or I know I'm training for a competition, so I'm going to go for it. Or I know this is friendly, so fuck it. You know, like right. I'll, I'll let you feel good today. I didn't totally finish it, but I know I could have. And let yes, me move so to another there, position. There can be a lot of interesting context to the scenario. Mm -hmm. For mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, I was just surprised how maybe just Reddit has haters, but everyone was like, I think you're the asshole. <laughs> well, I also think like jujitsu is a lot softer now where people get more, they get more dramatic and they get more appalled by things that happen. That for me, I'm like, well, I just kind of expect these things to happen. And maybe it's good that the younger generation's like, no, this shouldn't be acceptable. And I'm not talking about like, bad bad things i'm talking within jujitsu not like the jujitsu community you know i don't know whatever you know what i mean mm -hmm. but I, I i do think it is softer nowadays in the old days again like you weren't allowed to rest there's no rest rounds or like nowadays i feel like everyone rests in my head i still think that's dumb but whatever there'd be a lot more puking if they didn't allow yeah, us. Maybe there would be more injuries because maybe people are overexerting and maybe that's just me being hard and stubborn and old. Yeah. I think everything in due balance too. Because I am saying like people should tap right away. But like also last week, like somebody added me in a wrist lock and I told you like, I think even on the pod, I was like, yeah, I'm not tapping. And I thought about tap. Like, so once in a while you do have to like test where you go and then you have to be like, oh, that was my, that was my fault. And yeah. so, like, if I did break, if, if I did break, if somebody did break something of mine and I knew I was, like, stupid about it, I'd be like, yeah, I was stupid. I like to believe. No, I know I'm not aware, you know? Like, I would be like, fuck, I fucked up. I, mm -hmm. You shouldn't feel guilt for my doing that because right. in my head while it's happening, I'm thinking about it anyway. So at that point, like, I, if somebody did yank it, though, I would be like, yo, you got to calm down. That's fucked up. Right. I'd be pissed. Because I've definitely been cut up a lot from elbows and stuff like that because mm. I feel like I am squirmy and we do things and I've never been pissed. Yeah, I took a knee in the nose this week and I knew I was bleeding because I had to keep, like there wasn't blood coming out of my nose, but I kept having to sniff and I'm like, oh, if I don't sniff, blood's going to drip out of my nose. And so in my head, I'm like, yo, don't let anyone know that your, your nose is bleeding and then you're going to have to go off the mat and all that stuff. And <laughs> that's bullshit. So I just kept sniffing. And then after practice, start blowing my nose and you see how much dried blood is in there. But I didn't, like this person, once they need me, they knew right away, like, oh, shit, sorry, you okay? Yeah, it's fine. Exactly. You just keep going. You can tell when it's an accident, when somebody, I think, sincerely yeah. cares and how quick they are. I think the only thing that ever pissed me off was like, I think like there was one person that would go like hard. But I'd also like going against them because they go hard. So like it's like maybe I'm also an asshole. Like, you know, like it was like, oh fuck. But yeah, that was like friendly competition. You know, like so I enjoy that. But yeah, I guess okay. sometimes yeah, if sometimes it would piss asshole, me off a little. I'm I don't really have a problem with Yeah, and how big of an asshole could they be if I keep wanting to roll with like if they would be like one of my top five choices to roll with, then it's it's like you want like that little heel in a fun way. Yeah. But if they hurt me, I'd be like a little bit like you're a dick because you're spazzy, but also like I'm an idiot too because I, I like rolling with you. <laughs> it'd be a good challenge. Because I roll for like self-defense reasons. I feel like it, in the real world, if something happened, I want to be able to tackle somebody. And so I like rolling with like the bigger people. And then yeah, same. I feel like, yeah, I'm gonna, that's where I'd most likely get hurt though. So what do, you, do you have other things from Reddit that were? All right. Yeah. So this one was fighting adjacent. And I thought it was like a little fucked up, but it was also okay. It was funny too. What, what do you mean by fighting adjacent? So it wasn't like about like a BJJ gym per se. Okay. Okay. All right. My girlfriend wanted to show me. So this is relationship advice. It came up with. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I mean. It wasn't like a fight. I, 22 male, have been dating my girlfriend, 24 female, for a little while now, and she recently started self defense classes about four days ago. Oh, no. She wanted to show me some of her moves. For context, I'm 6'2", and she barely reaches five foot. I also have taken BJJ and kickboxing classes. Oh. 
I asked if there was something specific I was supposed to do. And she said to just pretend like I was, it was a spar round, but against the beginner. I just grabbed her wrists and then grabbed the other one and pulled her down and just held them against the floor and mounted her. I put one knee on either side without actually sitting on her. She struggled for a while and then just gave up. She just said, I surrender. And I got up and I made sure she was okay. And she said, yeah, and went in her room. She sulked for a while and then started just acting different towards me. Oh, no. I apologized, but she just talked to me less and has been kind of giving me the cold shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't rough with anything I did. I was careful and gentle because she's my girlfriend. I didn't hurt her. So what did I do wrong? What did I do in this situation? How do I talk to her about it? Oh, well, you just talk to her. Oh, my gosh. So he did seem pretty meticulous about how he described the altercation to make it really well known that he didn't do anything like violent or like didn't go overboard with how he handled putting her down. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that's such a funny thing. But yeah, I mean, it's also just as possible that she just got her ego crushed. She's been spending time learning something that she thought was going to be better or that she was better at it. Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. Her ego got crushed, but there are some deep, I could see why this would crush her ego. Yes, because imagine she's having this confidence now and now she's actually learned that if she were to ever handle a man that she would lose. Like maybe now she just feels powerless in the world. Not that like her class meant nothing or then you're like, maybe now she's actually seeing like, oh no, I should be scared of all men. Ex- like the, the last Reddit question we had. Exactly. This was like a mini rape role play where right. she was like, defend, oh, just pretend it's normal. And she was going to try hard against her partner who has some experience and is big. And her partner thought like, oh, I'll be normal. When maybe he should have been a little bit more gentle, but he didn't realize just how much more powerful he was. And I think, yeah, she got terrified. Yeah, maybe now she feels that maybe she thought like no matter how much you might trust someone or don't trust someone, that you'd still be able to be okay and not get harmed. But now she doesn't have that comfort blanket anymore. So now all of a sudden, the level of trust that she might have in this relationship, like she has to know that basically she is at the mercy of this man and she's not comfortable with that. Do you think that's going to lead her to do more classes or like stop? That depends on who she is. And so do you think it's a good thing? Like, yeah, so it could be really good. If yeah, she, like is the ego death is good the type? Then, yes, it will motivate her to like go to the next level because that is scary. And you just experience something. Correct. But you're also, but if, if Terrifying. you don't, then you're essentially just quitting on life. Like you're just saying, I'm okay with feeling at the absolute mercy of everyone now. Yeah, maybe she gets a gun. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. It's like maybe. some type of thing that is. Uh, well, yeah, you're psychotic and you get a gun and kill someone or something. You know, like there are. No, like, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean it that way. Gun for self-defense, but yeah, like, there's also some like oddballs out there too. Obviously, like this week, right, with the guy in Buffalo. So I think uh, it is scary knowing these things exist in the world. And I think that's why, like, some men like doing it, too. It's the same thing. Like, you get your ass kicked in the gym, and it's like, holy fuck, that could happen to me, and you want to learn. But it is definitely much harder for a girl who's just naturally so much weaker and smaller, and then it's like, holy fuck. Like, as me as, like, a 140-pound, 145-50-pound dude, Like this week, like I was, I went to class Saturday and I was like wrestling with this like bigger kid. He's like 210 and like, he's from Oregon. And so like, yeah, we had a good match and I was like, all right, it made me feel good, but I needed to know that he was bigger than me, even though I had more experience and I'm older. Like I needed to know that, all right, we're kind of, there's a reason I didn't do as good as I wanted to do. Maybe whatever. Right. And then now I imagine myself like. If I was 80 pounds and I like, you know what I mean? Like I'm close enough where I want to keep going to the gym where I know I'm not helpless. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. That, and that's if I was question. like tiny, I'd be like, oh my God, this is so daunting. 
Yeah. Now imagine you went to a gym where, I don't know, maybe it was MMA, maybe it was jiu-jitsu, and you are the worst person there. They just tool you left and right. Exactly. How would that make you feel and what would you do about it? Exactly. For me, I'd be like, this is where I need to be. I, I like this is where I want how I'm going to get better. I think you feel that way, though, because you've had other things in your life. Maybe. Where yeah. you were good. Maybe. Can I, tell, can I tell you this like really interesting study I read about once that really changed my perspective like on life? Yeah. So obviously they do like lots of tests on animals, right? Because they're like humans, but not. So they did this test on rats where they wanted to see how long rats could swim in a jar of water before they drown. It's a fucked up test. So they would literally just dump these rats in water and just time them until they drowned. And some rats would swim for like 15 minutes before they drowned. And some rats would swim for like 30 seconds and then drown. Hmm. And so the scientists obviously are like, well, what the fuck? Why is there this large disparity from 30 seconds to like 15 minutes? Shouldn't it be that they all have like a certain muscle structure since they're around the same age and like, you know, like they have the same potential physical capabilities? Right. The difference is too big. And so they were trying to like figure out like what was... The reason some swam yeah. longer than others. So not body weight, not gender, whatever it might be. Yeah, okay. What do you think it would be? The difference? Yeah. Well, I would say like, I mean, how muscular a rat might have been, might have played out, like into the buoyancy of it or something. Like I, if they were more alpha, like the survival instinct is maybe more crazy. Like, What do you mean by know. alpha? Huh? What do you mean by alpha? Like the one that, basically hunts or finds or does the most things. And what do you mean by uh, leader? What was, the, what was the thing you said after that? Af- alpha? Like uh, fat ones? Instinct. Like you, said survival, you said survival instinct. What did you sure. mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think there are within the same species animals that want to survive more than others. Okay, so they were also looking into the survival instinct kind of because okay. – that is what it's about. If some can do 30 seconds and some can do 15 minutes, because inevitably, once they stop swimming, they die. Yeah. So it was always about survival instinct. So they thought that it could have been experience. Okay. And so what they did was they would put these rats in water and then like, say when they were about to drown, they would let them out. Okay. And then they would all put them back in. Okay. So they all experienced being able to get out of the bucket once. And once they put them back in the bucket, they all swam pretty close to each other between oh. like 12 and like 15 minutes. Okay. Or what, whatever the time was. All right. So once they experienced success, as in like getting out, yeah. they all fought longer for that success. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That's part of like, you could relate that a little bit to like, because it was in a book called The Power of Choice. It was like, I think it was like a blind professor that wrote about it, but it was like the idea of like choice always fascinated her because she could either be miserable or she could be happy. Like, you know, we're all kind of making these choices. And so, yeah, like she looked at the survival instinct. There's another fucked up study they did with dogs where they had a cage and like half the cage is electrified and half the cage isn't. And where the dog is, they would start making it electrified. And then so the dog would be like, what the fuck do I do? And eventually go to the other side. And then he was okay. But there was once there's one set of dogs where the entire cage is electrified. And then then they would put them in another cage where it was just half electrified and half not electrified. And those dogs that were in the first cage where it was just all electricity, they grew up hopeless. So they never went to the other side. So they would just they would just stay there fucking getting electrocuted and not even moving. And I guess what I'm trying to relate all this. Don't we do this with our own species? Like when you have a kid, you let them win the game first to get them to like know the game. And now they exactly. want to play the game. Yeah. And so you got too hard on her too quick and it sucked. You broke her a little bit. Mm. And I could see why she left because it's like, holy fuck. Like that's why I use the word daunting. Like I want everybody to train, but like you also. Right. If a black belt just murdered a white belt. They'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, like ease into it. Like why? You know what I mean? You can't just be like, oh, but that's the game. Because there's like, you're right, but you're an asshole, you know, in the words of, yeah, from the Big Lebowski. 
Yeah, that's interesting. I I wonder because it we're she's asking for a test of self-defense. And she even knew that like, okay, I'm going to be at a disadvantage, so spar me like you would a beginner. And he yeah. did, and she couldn't even handle that. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't I don't think it's on the guy from the way he describes it. And he feels no, and a little bit. And, and he, he feels, feels for it because it's his girlfriend. He doesn't want to make her feel bad, and she feels bad. And look, the other guy, the first scenario that I read, that guy was like, I think the other guy's an asshole for making me feel yeah, bad. <laughs> Where this guy's like, fuck, what did I do? And let me just read the response of one of the top comments because I think okay. it's sweet. Just to give a woman's perspective on this, man strength is a real thing. Even relatively strong, fit women generally don't or can't match up to a man's natural strength. There is sometimes a moment, often during play fighting, where you realize just how strong your partner is. Even if you hit the gym, lift weights, there's something about the male strength that is natural and inherent. So onto the moment, even if they don't mean to, or even if they're going easy on you during a play fight, there's often a moment where you think, shit, I can do nothing in this situation, and I'm not strong enough to counter him, overpower him, get out of his grip. I'm not saying you play fighting is malicious at all, or that you did the wrong thing. But from a female perspective, it can be quite a shock, that oh shit moment. It makes you feel vulnerable and quite disempowered, even if you know your partner would never use his strength against you. Against mm -hmm. you. Others are talking about her having her pride hurt, and that might be a part of it. But having had the oh shit moment myself, it does leave you feeling a little unsettled. And I know of other women who have had a similar moment with their partners. Just something to consider. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. But in terms of like how to rectify the situation, you've got to talk to her. Yeah, of course. Even if she doesn't want to talk to you, you, you kind of have to. Yeah, you have to start that conversation. And I, I feel bad even laughing when I was reading the thing right. because it is semi-serious. But it is also the reason I laugh is because like she said, many women have had this experience. I bet you many of those men have also been like, oh, fuck, I didn't mean to do that. And it's like when you're playing with like your little brother and you make him cry, like, you know, you love them. But it's yeah. like also like you don't know your own strength and you're playing, you know, and then right. I, I don't think he meant to do it. And so there's like that funny, like natural, like, oh, shit, what did I do? Like, and now I got to fix this. But it's but there are real deep psychological things to this. And. Yeah, it is feeling vulnerable and fighting. This is why we want people to do martial arts, right? So they. This is funny. I think I put like Darlene in side control once and just steadily just like let my like pressure. Uh huh. Like she'll feel my way. Cause I can, you know, I could put some decent pressure on people and uh, especially she's smaller. So she, she probably feels the pressure like way more. And she just starts hysterically laughing. It's like, stop. It's like, like tapping. <laughs> like, funny. Like she, like, you know, she gets it. I can't imagine like her fighting it and then all of a sudden being like, oh, like harmed by it. And like, you know what I mean? I know you'd feel so bad. She knows, you know what I mean? Or like but, off the bat. But Darlene's also an athlete. She like lifts weights and does stuff. So she has and she knows you that well. I guess we don't know how and long she's this. she's quick to laugh. They yeah. said, look, they're 22 and 24. Right. You know, so if this is like a 36 and 34 year old and they've been going out for 12 years, then maybe it's like a different situation. But this is like they're young and you don't fully know somebody like 100 yeah. percent. So, yeah, it becomes tricky. I mean, have you ever like have you ever versed like a day one person and just put them in side control and just put good pressure on them? And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, my God, how did you do that? Dude, I'm hard on the first time people, but only when they're big. So if okay, they've yeah. done wrestling and they're like, I'm 150 pounds, so I don't want to go so light because I also want to work on my shit, but also like. I want to show them that it works too, right? So like, I want to be like, look, a 150-pound guy could do this. And so, yeah, like I went a little hard with my student friend, but he also said he did boxing. And he's 21 and 215 pounds. So I'm like, you're in the prime of your fucking life. Mm -hmm. You know, like we, we should go a little hard. Mm -hmm. But if somebody was like, yo, they're new and I know, like I think I have a good understanding of somebody where if I think I'm stronger than them, I would never go harder than them. But if I feel like you're bigger than me and stronger than me, then like it's fun it's fair game so i have to assess the situation and i roll with a lot of girls because i'm also smaller and i would never be like i'm never like yo i want to 
choke you the fuck out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'd never go there. I want to see how strong they are first, how much they're going. Yes. And play the game and then learn. And it's fun to go with girls because it's a lot more technically sound. Yeah. Because you have to be, right? Like, to get good. And then eventually, yeah, you want to incorporate strength and go. But it's like, yeah, it's like good sparring, like having a good partner. And so, yeah, like he said, he's only taken one or two classes and he's a big dude. So he himself probably didn't have the experience to be the best partner. Fair, fair. All right. I don't think he's an asshole, though. I don't think he's an asshole. I don't know if I think the first guy's an asshole either. I'm still like the fact that he's mad at the other guy. That makes me think he's an asshole. <laughs> but if he didn't do that, then I'm not sure he's the asshole. Same. I have it's, to look into it and I'd have to know them. I, I think I feel the same alongside that. It's some of his other stuff that made him yeah. the asshole. But if it was just progressively tapping, you both have a responsibility. You should but tap. I, I will say, though, if there's someone listening right now that thinks that this guy is the asshole and wants to present the argument, we'd love to hear it in the DMs. Maybe we have you know, a martial arts perspective. Maybe we just have a male perspective. Whatever that is, it would be interesting to see the people that do think that he is an asshole and maybe a manner in which he could have acted differently or said something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, yeah. major props to your student for coming in to, like, check it out and spar. What's his name? Yeah, Israel. He's awesome. I it, told him I'm going to give him good extra man, credit. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I was so happy. And I've gotten to – I taught this kid, Sebastian, and actually he won a big jiu-jitsu match today, so shout out to him. Hell yeah. I taught him in my geography class. And then his dad is Edgar Shutan, who is Henzo Gracie's boxing coach. And so he taught Henzo boxing and Henzo taught him jiu-jitsu. And so now he runs the Richmond County jiu-jitsu. So, yeah. And then I've taken his class. So I've taught him and then he's taught me. So I I think it goes. I'm trying to get all my students to come. I feel like that way we get to stay. You're a martial artist by spreading it for sure. Okay. Yeah. As a martial artist and also as like a, I appreciate small businesses. You know, yeah. and I feel like all these gyms are small businesses. And it's like, dude, you're going to spend the $170 probably wasting on other bullshit. Like, you know, I feel like the 170 that I spend on jujitsu or boxing or any martial art means like you eat better food. You like do less shit on different days. I yeah, really think I, you save money overall I, by I spending that, that 170 With like those small businesses, it's like, I don't feel like you're paying them for your business. I feel like you're paying to keep a community and you're part yes. of the community and shaping that community. I feel like if people took more ownership of that as if they felt they were like contributing to that business, then I think a lot more businesses would be successful and just people would want to be around each other more. Yeah, it's a school and it's like a temple, like not to sound too cheesy, like Kung Fu Artie or whatever, but like, yeah, say it's 170 bucks and I only go four times instead of 12 I'm never like, oh, man, I spent 45 a lesson when if I went eight, it would have been 22. Like, you know what I mean? In my head, I'm like, no, keep that building open because I want to go there again, (laughs) you know, like later or or I want other people to go there because it's good for the community. Right. That there's better people there. Right. And say like that dude. And I think more and more now about like shooters and like random people. But it's like. It's better to have more trained people outside in the world than non-trained people, no? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So part of me looks at it like a little bit like charity too. Like what, I could donate 100 bucks to what, like Oxfam or something? But I don't know where that $100 is going. So I'd rather give my like $100 extra to my jujitsu gym that's like making people better people. Agreed, yeah. Right? Like anywhere, so... Yeah, I, I, I always want all my kids to go. Like, I'm always, like, happy when they go. And Plus, I feel like that he was like, yo, all my friends thought I was going to kick your ass. And so he uh, was like, that's like, that's it. And he was like, yeah, respect. And I was like, yeah, of course. So I was like, what, I teach about it? And I'll, like, I, I, it's good. You bond both ways, you know? Hell yeah. I, they like I you more. You like- I especially love when some type of martial artist crosses over into another martial art and they reverse to, you know, like that's like, mm-hmm. that's the best bonding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's the best. So 
I'm gonna try to get more people to come. My goal is like to get like have like five of them come in or something, you know, over the next oh, like couple awesome. years. That'd be nice. And actually, our podcast got somebody to join a zero G Jiu Jitsu. It was right. like one of the other first gyms I went to because he heard our pod with the Anthony Buckwitz. So it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we awesome. got spreading the Jiu Jitsu word to folks. All right, do you but have any uh... actually any martial art like you said, boxing, yeah. Muay Thai. One of my students was like, yo, I do Muay Thai. So I was like, yo, I'm scared of you. So let's do that. <laughs> and then let's do some uh, wrestling too. So yeah, any For at sure. all. All right. Is there another Reddit question you had? Yeah, but it's not that good, actually. I reread it. It was a, it was a father whose eight and 10-year-old girls go to jiu-jitsu. Uh-huh. And, and there's a boy there that makes her cry, that makes the other like people cry because he goes rough. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of class... They, he, the kid made both his girls cry. So he got up and yelled at the kid and grabbed his girls. And it's like, we're never coming back here again. So he's like, was I, was I a dick for doing that? But a lot of people were like, if, if this kid makes people cry every day and the teacher hasn't said anything, then the teacher's at fault. Yes. The number one thing. So Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess there's more context to that situation than he's giving too. Like, is it every day? If it is every day this kid is just an absolute asshole or just a beast or is like yo maybe your daughters just suck bro yeah or maybe they're really- <laughs> do, they- do your daughters even want to go to jiu-jitsu or are you just making them do jiu-jitsu <laughs> you do jiu-jitsu? is your understanding of it that good like i'm gonna be that dad i'm like no no my daughter loves jiu-jitsu like what are you crazy <laughs> So it's funny, I was talking, I roll with a guy who also has two kids like me. They're a little older though. I think his youngest is my oldest age and so on. And he's like, yeah, both of my daughters go to jujitsu, whatever. We moved, so we're looking for like a different school. He's asking me for recommendations and stuff. And so he was asking me about my gym and I'm like, oh, when my son went there, he was like the youngest one. And I think he just couldn't find like that bond to like really give it a go. Like he's like, oh yeah, the only reason why my daughter started it is because her friend was going to go. And he's like, otherwise, they never would have went. But he's like, now that we're going to move, you know, kids, they're super averse to moving. So he's like, they don't want to move at all. But he's like, I'm just going to tell them they have no choice. Like, they have to. <laughs> and, and he's said, he's like, she's going to probably want to stop doing jujitsu, but I'm not going to let her. And I was like, he's like, no, you have to learn this. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Do you like talk or like train with her and stuff? He's like, course hell yeah i'm like oh that's cool man that's that's awesome she has to do this she's like she's nine until she can like handle herself i'm like oh that's funny man all right <laughs> steven uh wonder boy thompson he said his family's like that because mm. his dad had the gym like ran a dojo like karate dojo uh-huh. and he was like no you guys are doing martial arts until you graduate high school and are 18 years old. And then after you're an adult and you're smart enough to make your own decisions, then you can decide not to do it. And, oh, man. and I think this happens with a lot of kids, but they get so good at something and they may not want to do it, but their parent forces them. And then I think like by the time they're older, they're like, whether they want to continue it or not, they appreciate it because they're amazing at it. Yes. Because it's impossible not to be amazing at something if you do it from like eight to 18 diligently. Yeah. And so they're like, at least I'm amazing. In the other instance, I know an instructor. He's actually like a world champ, an incredible black belt. Mm -hmm. And his son doesn't do jujitsu. And his son, I think is like 16 or something, has never done a day of jujitsu. And people always ask him, he's like, I don't want to force it on him. I want him to want to do it and him to love it. Yeah. And you've never even like tried to like coerce (laughs) want to do it. And I'm like, what? So I'm like... (laughs) I can't believe you, you live and breathe jujitsu. Like I would be ankle picking my kid all the time. Just like I would be like, no, you don't have to do it, but I can do it to you. (laughs) This guy breathes jujitsu in a way that like, he's so into jujitsu that he probably wouldn't understand like people talking about like not jujitsu things. Like he's like, so, you know what I mean? Like that type of level into it. Where I'm like, dang, your son, that's crazy to me. I would never have thought. That's his last connection to the outside world. So maybe he doesn't want his son to <laughs> corrupt that, you know? Like that's his, that's where he gets his other news and other things. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I want my kids to undergo adversity from an imposing will. Just for security purposes now. Yeah. yeah I really well, feel like even more than that, like what that does to you 
on any field, whether that's like actual working or on a sports field. Yeah, exactly. It's just good for your brain. Yeah. To that extent, once you feel like you could defend yourself, like maybe I wouldn't do 18, but like get to blue belt. Get to like get to a standard. I remember Anthony Bugquit said that. Like he says blue belt would be like, can you defend yourself in a fight? So I feel like, yeah, daughter and son, like if they could defend themselves in a fight, I'd be like, okay, more confident. Yeah, but they don't give outside. blue belts to your 18, so. I know, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm i saying like maybe I wouldn't be so strict. Like I want to believe right now I have no kids, but uh-huh. maybe the fight's not worth it or whatever. Like, yeah, do your own thing, like reverse psychology. Yeah. But I'd want to force them enough until I know they can defend themselves mm-hmm. somewhat mm-hmm. and are intelligent and aware of like certain things. Like I feel like that is an essential thing. Yeah. Right. To prevent them from getting totally bullied or they don't need to be able to beat up everybody in the world, but at least protect themselves. Yeah. And get confidence. So I hope that girl goes back. That is like daunting. And I can't imagine like how fucking hard that is. Yeah. Your world crushes for sure. Yeah. All right. I was, I was just going to finish up by saying, I really feel bad for that girl. And like, it must feel like super daunting. But in the end, I think it's better that it happened with somebody she was close with than a stranger. And now she knows. For sure. And so hopefully, yeah, she keeps training. Yeah, I hope so too. All right. Well, I think this is good for another episode for sure. We don't seem to have a shortage of Reddit questions to pull from any time. But these are good. (laughs) These are great questions. These are great finds, Anoop. I think they were like just topical. And I guess they both align in the sense of like the psychology you go into training and sparring, you know? And like... One person didn't tap and one person felt full vulnerability, you know, and mm-hmm. one person went hard and felt bad and one person went hard and didn't even realize it. So there's like, you know, it's like it's a complicated world, but somebody at the gym the other day was like, well, this is why I do combat sports. And the way he said it, like, I kind of like the way he said it because I guess somebody was like talking about golf or something like that. And he just related like combat sports to just, yeah, you know, like a sport. And I, I don't know, I don't know why, but it kind of just was like, oh yeah, this is like my kickball or like how people do softball. And so, yeah, that would also align me to be like, maybe we shouldn't go so intense and tap a little early. You know what I mean? Because it is still a little bit like that, but it is also like, yeah, you never know when you may need it and better to train seriously than not seriously. So it's all about finding that balance, I think, like everything. Yep. All right, man. Well, thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate it. Cheers. Hey guys, this is Anoop. I'm sure you've heard. I have a startup called Renta. You can visit me at renta.com, R-E-N-T-A-H.com. The idea is you could rent any type of goods, service, or space. So you could rent a Arturo to teach you Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, or you could rent uh, my friend Andy to uh, set up your podcasting equipment for your next gig, or you could rent uh, the Philosophy of Fighting podcast to uh, promote a commercial on our podcast or some gear, right? Like our friend Michael Shear did, if you want some Wu-Tang apparel. So uh, check out Renta, it would mean a lot to me. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.